The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private. Trust Ireland's leading private hospitals with locations nationwide, including Dublin, Cork, and Limerick. This is News Talk. Well, now it's time to talk to Pori Corkin, a horticulturalist, keen gardener, and of course a member of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Pori, good morning. Good morning, Pat. And I was in the pub myself last night. Oh, very good. Um, <laughs> nicely socially distanced. You enjoyed your Absolute. pint, I hope. I did indeed. I did indeed. Now, um, let's talk about some of the topics you've suggested. And one of the ideas is to go green in your garden. And something I've never heard of, using organic green manures rather than weed killers. What exactly are they? Well, organic growers will be very familiar with them, Pat. And green manures are a collection of plants that you sow from seed at this time of year. So say, for example, you're digging out your potatoes at the moment and you don't intend to plant that soil for the winter and you want to keep it relatively weed free. You sow a a collection of plants called green manures. They're available as seed from your local garden centre. You simply sprinkle them on the soil, rake them in. They grow within a couple of or germinate within a couple of weeks and they cover the soil with foliage, suppressing the weeds. Not only that, Pash, when you dig them back into the soil in February and March, they actually release a lot of nutrition nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium and lots of minor nutrients as well. So A, it's a great way to cover a piece of soil with literally a cover crop that suppresses the weeds, but also you're adding much needed nutrition back into the soil. So there are plants like Phacelia is a beautiful plant. It's a green manure. It, it will germinate over the winter. It'll actually flower within about eight or nine weeks. So it flowers, but also adds lots of nutrition to the soil but also helps to keep the weeds down. So look for those. There are a collection of plants called green manure seed. You sow them now, Pat, and they're wonderful, particularly in the in the vegetable garden for suppressing weed. I presume, though, the weeds will return in the spring. Well, you see, you're digging over the soil. The, the cover crop of green manure suppresses the weeds for the winter. And then you're digging over your soil, adding that green manure back into the soil, planting your potatoes or vegetables in the springtime. And yes, you need to do your traditional hoeing or a little bit of weeding uh, in in springtime. But it helps to kind of tidy up the ground. You're doing something for nature, for the insects, and you're adding much needed organic fertiliser back into the soil. Now, question for Porik. We just put down a new lawn the other day. What do we need to make sure it grows before winter? Do we need to fertilise it? And what do you recommend? Okay, and September is a really good time for sowing lawns in general, Pat. I do recommend putting the fertilizer in before you put the seed on. You can do it on the exactly on the same day. The fact that the listener has already sown the seed, it's going to take about three weeks for that seed to germinate. So put the fertilizer on now. Get yourself some preceding lawn fertilizer or some Osmo Pro 1. You simply sprinkle it over the soil area. The rain will wash it in and that fertilizer will be available then for the grass when it germinates in three weeks' time. The other key thing with new lawns is to make sure that you mow it once it's mowable. So once the grass is about an inch high, get out the mower on a dry day and take the top off the grass because that will help for it to tiller and branch and become nice and thick before we get into the depths of Mm. winter. There's always the fear if you use the lawnmower that you're going to pull all the roots of the grass out. No, you won't. If it, obviously, the blade needs to be sharp. You need to do it, obviously, on a, a relatively dry day when the soil isn't too wet. But the grass won't start to fill out, Pat, until it actually, the top is removed. And that's very important. People tend to leave it too long. The other thing you'll find is if you mow the grass 
you're suppressing a lot of the weeds that are going to germinate as well. So you're eliminating things like groundsel and red shank. They tend to germinate with the lawn seed as well. So as soon as the grass is mobile, get the mower out and give it a topping. Uh, ask Porik, please, about this. I replanted hydrangeas two weeks ago, but now they're dying. I gave them lots of fertiliser, lots of water. Is there any remedy? Can I save them? A little bit of patience. Hydrangeas are resilient plants and they will come back from moving. Now, the time to transplant pads starts in November. We really shouldn't be moving plants. If they're in pots and containers, fine, you can plant them out into the garden soil now. But if they're in the ground, don't move them till they go dormant, which is normally about the middle of November. Now, having said all that, the fact that you've moved them, I would prune them back, take some weight out of the top of the hydrangeas and leave them alone. They are deciduous. They're going to drop the leaves in November anyway, and that plant will come back into full growth again. So they, it is a tough, resilient plant. Of course, it's going to look a bit sad and miserable after being moved and transplanted, but it will recover from that as we go into spring. Stop the feeding. There's no need to feed it. And watering, there's enough moisture in the soil at the moment. There's no need to water it any further. Just leave it alone. It'll spring back into growth next March. I'm having problems with crows eating my apples. The scarecrow is not working. Any <laughs> suggestions other than netting? Well, unfortunately not. I mean, there's nothing that you can... Netting is normally the traditional way of protecting the apples. Now, you can harvest apples early. Generally, the trick is to cup the apple and give it a twist. And once it comes away in your hand, it's ready for harvesting. But you can also take apples. Crows generally are attracted to apples as they begin to ripen, particularly red apples. And so if you can take them off the tree a little bit early, they'll still ripen in your garage or in a dark, cold area. You can store them and they'll ripen over the next couple of weeks. So if the crows are at them and you're not prepared to net them, I would harvest them now and store them in boxes in a dark, cold garage area and they'll ripen over the next couple of weeks. Is it possible to move carpet roses? And if so, when is the best time? Yes, you can. These are the ground covering roses. Again, they're flowering at the moment and they're beautiful. So leave alone until November, maybe into December. So wait for the leaves to drop off the roses, prune them back, take at least six inches, maybe a foot off the plants, lift them and transplant them. And when you're transplanting plants, it's important that you put them down at the original depth and level on the root. So don't bury them too deeply, put them down at the original level and they'll be perfectly fine. They'll come back into growth in the springtime. What is the best method of getting rid of horsetail? Alan uh, Common wants to know. Yeah, very common question. Mare's tail and horse's tail is dying back at the moment, actually. It's going out. It's a herbaceous plant, so it disappears for the winter, but will re-emerge next spring again. If it's growing up through gravel pathways and kind of non-crop areas, you could use one of the lawn weed killers uh, like Dicofar, and that tends to kill it back. But to be honest, the best way to control it is to plant shrubs and, and uh, particularly if it's in, in shrub borders, to plant larger plants that will actually compete with it and suppress it because many of the traditional weed killers are ineffective with mare's tail and it's just a nuisance weed. So planting plants like hydrangeas and hypericums and buddleia as larger plants help to suppress the weed, particularly if it's in shrub borders and beds. Can you please ask, Porik, when is the best time to plant Mombrisha bulbs? I have a large garden and I need a lot of cover for summer beds. And which variety have uh, very large leaves? That's from Don. Okay. And such an easy plant to grow. This is Crocrosme or Mombrisha. It comes in many, many different varieties. It's actually a South African plant. So that tells you the location it needs. It needs a bright, sunny location to really do well. Um, the best variety for me is one called Lucifer. It's a red brilliant red variety, forms beautiful large clumps and flowers right through the summer. There's another great variety called Honey Angels, 
which is a yellow variety, um, or Mackenzie, Emily Mackenzie is another variety of Mount Brescia. So really good varieties, easy to grow. If you do have it in your garden, this is a time of year where you can split it and divide it and move it to new sections of the garden. But Lucifer for me is probably the best one. It's a beautiful red variety. Listener from Malahide wants to know, um, Bucks's hedging, brown area coming on it, no green foliage on these areas. Is it a blight and can I treat yes. it? Yeah, it's it's uh, correctly diagnosed as blight. It's box blight, which is very common, particularly this year with the wet August weather. Um, you get a treatment called top boxes. It's a small blue tablet. You mix it in water. You apply it to the foliage of the boxwood, and that helps to arrest the box blight. And it also feeds it as well. So apply that now. Um, one blue tablet to a litre of water applied onto the foliage of the boxwood, and that will help to prevent any further damage. We planted our strawberries in hanging baskets on our wooden shed this year to stop the snails having a feast. Instead, right. we've been having awful trouble with wood lice eating them anyway. <laughs> Any oh, tips God. from Grace and Cork? Well, I mean, that's unfortunately the wood lice are attractive, particularly as the, the strawberries are beginning to ripen now. And um, look, this, you know, you just need to get out there. You need to be first in the queue and, and, and pick the, the uh, strawberries as they're beginning to ripen. And the great thing about strawberries, Pat, is they'll grow in window boxes, hanging baskets, out into any sort of containers. They're so easy to grow, but you do have to prevent them against the slugs and the, uh, the wood lice, particularly at this stage where they're beginning to ripen. So pick them early. Can I move bamboos that have been in situ for two years? Uh, can I do that in November? Yes, you can. And bamboo transplants really, really easy. You can actually split it up. So from one plant, you can make five or six. Just be careful where you plant it because many of the bamboos can spread quite a lot. So depends on the variety that the listener has. If it's an invasive or quite a, a vigorous variety, make sure you plant it well away from pathways and um, somewhere that you can give it the freedom of the garden to spread. But November is a great time to move uh, bamboo and many plants can be moved in November. I have a rhododendron in a large pot. It tried to bloom, but it didn't in the end. When can I plant it in the ground? Same advice? Same, well, you, the fact that it's in a pot pot at the moment and any plants that are in containers, because they're contained and restricted, you can actually transplant them now at this time of year. So um, there's no problem moving that rhododendron. The November transplanting is done for plants that are actually planted in the soil and you're yeah. physically digging them up. So transplant it now. Remember that rhododendrons are ericaceous plants. They need acid soil. So get yourself a couple of bags of ericaceous compost and some ericaceous feed. Mix it into your garden soil and... And plant your rhododendron. If you can get your hands on some farmer manure, that's acidic in nature and it's brilliant for rhododendrons. And even to use it every couple of years as a mulch on the base of the rhododendrons helps to keep the soil acidic and it also feeds the plant as well. But certainly move it now. A couple of quick ones to finish. Uh, my son, who's eight, wants to get his own blackberry bush for Christmas. Can you source them from a garden centre and can it be planted at that time of year, Christmas? Yeah, you can you can plant uh, blackberries at this time of year. Now look for the thornless varieties. So there's a range yeah. of of blackberries that have no thorns. Um, varieties like Loch Ness is a really nice one, or Helen for me is a really beautiful variety as well. It produces really big blackberries on thornless stems. They'll need a little bit of support, so you kind of train them on a few wires or grow them against a wall. But this is the time of year for prune, for planting blackberries, but all fruit 
in general, Pat. And if the listener wants to try something a little bit different, there's a, a lovely berry called the honey berry, which is related to the honeysuckle, but produces really long blackberries as well, a beautiful plant, um, Lonicera. So that's one called honey berry. Look for that as well. It'd be something different for the eight-year-old. Okay, we have to leave it there. Porik Horkin, uh, thank you very much for joining us. 